There are many tales and stories throughout the lands of Arius, the Dragon Blight, the lost stories and songs of the Silvercoon, the War of the Underdark, and the rise of the Darkspawn, the fall of the Necogen Empire and the rise of the Orcs, heroes that rose in times of need to stand up against the forces of evil. And though stories tell of such deeds, rarely does an opportunity arise to revisit events of the past. Until now. Welcome to this 100th episode special of Party Advantage and a Conspiracy of Ravens. In the first of the Legends of Arius stories, we meet with the Band of Ravens, a group of powerful fighters and mages from the early period of the Third Age. In the year of 552, a thousand years before the Rampack begins their own journey, the Ravens learned of a lich, Ceres Morte, and her creation of a powerful arcane device that if fully unleashed upon the world could bring ruin to the people of Arius. Led by the powerful Archmage Valtanus Adlim, these men and women journeyed to the Lich's Keep with the intent to stop her before it was too late. It is on one evening the group arrives at the base of the Great Mountains with the guidance of a gnome wizard, Fitzwick the Brown. We now join them as the Keep comes into view. Dad, did you uh, did you bring your your gun for background sound effects? Oh Jesus Christ! It's so loud. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so loud. He was waiting for it. Oh my it. god! <laughs> yeah, that thing in his fucking hand just holding the fucking slide. Uh, correct. I have I have a handgun underneath my second monitor, and I have one that's sitting on my desk within arm's reach. Why? Don't you have a motion nearby? Why not? Welcome to a special 100th episode one-shot. Um, we've been around for four years now, and we've made it to episode 100, so it's pretty awesome. And along the way, we've added some awesome people to the cast. Uh, we have our Patreon Ooh. cast. We've added Becky. We've also added Toast as like one of the people who helps behind the scenes to create all the madness when I need it. Need it. And now we have Patreon. So we've come a long way since 2018. It's pretty pretty awesome. Tonight we are going to go back a thousand years from where the Rampack and the Rapscallions currently are. And we are going to travel into seeing what happened with the formation of the Raven Council. You guys, since season two, have been introduced to present day Raven Council members led by Bertrand Crowley and um, some of the others. Uh, what was it Adam said a couple episodes as Tagoro, Dwarf Cat Crowley, Lady Crowley. Cobalt Crowley, Elf Crowley. <laughs> yes. <so. laughs> but I mean, like, they all actually have names and everything. But we're going to go back in time and you're going to get to see the original members of the Raven Council. You're also going to see the origins of Avalon, the Dawnbringer sword, and how she came to be. 
this is something that I have been super excited about for a long time and I thought would be cool. So when I wrote Arius, I had like a loose idea of like the founding members' names and their magic items that they each created. And I had like, they went and fought a lich and that's what solidified them as a group. But I all I have always wanted to explore that adventure. And now that I have all these amazing friends to do it with, that's what we're going to do tonight. We'll just go through a lot faster this time with who each of you are going to be playing. And then in the Patreon lounge, go ahead and also post the picture of your character as you introduce them. So we'll start with Abraxas. Hi, I'm Braxus. I'll be playing uh, Delmar Alvingham. Uh, I am a kind of druid bard kind of character, and uh, oh, there you go. There's my picture. Alrighty. And next up, Ryan. Uh, hi, I'm going to be playing. Oh God, his name. Iconus. Iconus Lotharis. Awesome. Iconis Lothar. And he is a high elf paladin rogue. And I do not currently have a picture of him, but I will. That is good. Okay. Uh, Kyle, you're up. Hello, everybody. I am playing Alavera, the full elf, wood elf ranger. And uh, yeah, we're going to slay some baddies. And Becky. Oh, Kyle, don't forget your picture that you, like, dropped the other night. <laughs> oh, yeah, you cannot forget that. Oh, yeah, it's way too There long. it I is. Gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. For some reason, she's not wearing clothes, whatever. <laughs> Listen, she plans on being so far away from combat, who needs clothes? Too fast. I'll fix that. Fuck clothes. Alrighty, Becky, you're up. I will... I will be playing Irene Crowley, the human sorcerer, and just a uh, just a real a real sweet lady. Uh, this is this is her picture. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Wander. Ah, I will be playing Vacker Darksword, the uh, <laughs> the dwarvish member of this little troop. He's uh he's a little different. <laughs> he's a little he's uh he's something different. And uh yeah. Let me go ahead and slap his uh slap his picture down here. He, he seems <laughs> Yeah, he's of a uh he's, he's cut from a different cloth. <laughs> Still say you should have gone with corpse paint, bro. Hmm. <laughs> True, but I don't know. I can't make corpse paint look very distinct with this. Yes, it is, it is. a star it and a thunderbolt. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> kiss. Kiss. that is kiss face. Yep. Paint. Oh my and god. And yes, he does dye his hair. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I have the transformation here. Let me let me oh, get this. Lord. Oh, by the way, I did find a picture. By the way, don't me to post it. Oh, nice. Yeah, throw it in there. Post there we it, go. Post Here, post here's what he looked like beforehand. Line. Yes. Hey. Oh, perfect. This is good. Look at this lovely man. <clears throat> Quite the transformation he's made. <laughs> His progression. Jesus Beware Christ. of the heavy metal pipeline. <laughs> Careful. ACDC is one hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
All right, Chief, and who will you be playing? <laughs> okay. I will be playing Cerebus Blackwood, the uh, progenitor of the House of Blackwood, who is a uh, human fighter barbarian. And his picture is Frank Young. Yes. In other words, 100% anger <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Damn, you don't even know this one yet. No, th- this isn't the bad Blackwood that you know. Yeah, this isn't Carver. Yeah, but he's responsible for he that just, one. He just, you know, led to the eventual creation of Carver. And lastly, we have Adam. Who are you playing tonight? What's up? I'm playing... Yep, that is what's written. Nettle... This <laughs> part? script. It's a woman. A woman with a very deep Adam voice. <laughs> what's up? I'm Nettle. And this is what... <laughs> God damn it. And this is what Nettle looks like. Maybe that's why she took so the team. Oh, Adam posted it. Yeah, she was tired post- of being dis- discriminated against due to her deep voice. Her deep doctor girlfriend voice. <laughs> she got the gun. <laughs> she she do have man. a small sidearm. Alright, so... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, that is the founding members of both the Raven Council and the Raven Guard. Uh, two other members uh, is Valtanus Adlim. He is the creator of the White Tower staff and the White Tower itself, which, if y'all remember, I recently destroyed in, uh, <laughs> in the main podcast. So, that was fun. Um <laughs> I swear, she's really nice in person. I mean, I like to think so. <laughs> but yeah, so we have Wizard Adlim, and we also have Sir Bedivere Ricefire. He is the founder of House Ricefire, and you've met members of that family. You've met the High Commander. You've also met uh, Sir Gwain and Percival, Percy Ricefire. So this is the guy who founded all the, uh, who founded that house, and as you guys know in the current uh, podcast story, they also are the house that holds Avalon the sword. So, yeah, and of course you're going to meet a couple other stuff along the way. So with that, um, we'll go ahead and get into our first Legends of Arius adventures. With a conspiracy of ravens. Oh yeah. How are we not dead already? Yep. That one. Just like that. You guys are great. In the year of what is known as the third age in the year 552 our map looks very different than the one you all may be familiar with 50 years ago in this time the biggest event that ravaged throughout the cross the lands is the Nekogen war that led to the fall of the Nekogen empire currently Nekogen and other sub races are enslaved primarily by humans and dwarves in some of the gnome kingdoms over on the 
western half of the continent. What was once known as the Golden Plains in the Emerald Valleys is now the Blood Plains and the Barrens with the scar uh, ripped right through the heart of the once Necogen Empire. There are some human kingdoms that have begun to grow and form since then, primarily Rymor, Crochane, Abyssee, and Kaffa. Uh, Ritzang is a sub-region of Rymor, but still held under that crown. But our story is going to take us someplace uh, over on the eastern side of the Great Mountains. And it's going to take us to a wooded region, a part of the elven states of Arsaraki. So, and it is nestled right at the base of the Great Mountains. Now, since the Great War, or the Nekogen War, all of you have come from various walks of life since then. The humans in the group, you come from families or from your own wanderings to explore or establish a life here on the eastern half of, of Arius since 50 years ago. Uh, other members of, of this little band have joined and come together from, from all various walks of life. But you all have one thing in common is you guys all have affinities in one way or another to magic. Um, and if not directly magic, it is, you, you've joined perhaps maybe for friendship bonds or just, you know, to see what this group can make for themselves. And over time, you guys have been known to be called the Band of Ravens or a conspiracy of ravens. And recently, a wizard who has wandered on his own came to the leader of your group. Wizard Adlim is your leader. And this brown wizard approached you guys by the name of Fitzwick. And he had come across some disturbing news that he felt perhaps you all would be able to help with. He came to you with reports of a lich by the name of Saris Morte, who had begun to establish herself in this citadel of undead and dark machinations. And he had learned through um, his own research and even investigations that she had created something very dangerous and he only knew it as the siphon and from what he was able to gather and learn is that this item this creation had the potential to empower and possibly summon an uh, avatar of the Lord of the Underdark, Runithalith. And for short, and because it's too much of a tongue twister, you guys just call him Dark Lord Ru. It's just easier to pronounce that. So the issue with, with this siphon, if Wizard Fitzwick's 
claims are true, this would summon one of the most powerful darkspawn gods. And nobody needs that. So that is why you guys have all traveled and made your way to the base of this mountain. And you now find yourselves standing before this very large keep. It is appears to be carved straight out of the base of the mountain itself in this dark black stone. And that is where we begin now with you guys uh, approaching in your party along with the seven of, of you players. You also have Wizard Fitzwick, uh, Archmage uh, Valtanis, and Sir Bedivere Ricefire in your group. Yes. Fitzwick, why don't you get with Fizz Park over here and we'll make a okay, Fizz baby. Okay, you're done. <laughs> you Fizz Park you're your fired. ass over here next week. <laughs> you're, you're fired. I'm you're fired. <laughs> okay, so you guys right. are standing outside the Citadel on a Hi. dark and stormy night. <laughs> Thunder is rolling overhead. It looks like a, st- a storm is coming in, but hasn't quite started yet. So um, it is starting to get overcast. You're all on various mounts appropriate for whatever race and size you are. So horses, ponies. I'm riding a dog. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm a halfling shepherd druid. What do you want from me? That's fair. That's else. fair. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, I Shit. can't help it. <laughs> oh, there he goes. He's gone. All right, well... As you guys are approaching this citadel, even the landscape around here has shifted versus, you know, your travel. You've gone through, like, really deep, lush, green woodlands and and everything along your way. But now you notice the area around the grass has kind of looks like it has started to die and uh, has gone. The ground has gone dry. The trees look to be very bare as well of any leaves or vegetation there's no there's not a lot of thriving plant life anymore it seems like life in the surrounding area of the citadel it all looks to have been slowly drained and sucked away and you can just even fill in the air around you just the sense of of death in the air Delmar kind of just uh, I'm uh, does anyone care if I get at least one stab in on the lich that did this? Never! <laughs> you have to beat me to it. <laughs> I just want one. I didn't say I wanted to kill him. No worries. I think yeah. we'll all have our chance. You certainly have my permission. Hi. Sounds like it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we really ran the gambit of voices there, huh? Adam's really solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um 
Yeah, I, I mean, kind of shivers also and like looks around and she kind of pats her horse to try to keep them calm and she's like, if it's like this out here, I can't imagine how awful it must be inside. Adlin from his horse, he looks like he's studying the, the keep thoughtfully as he strokes his chin and he nods in agreement with you, Irene. I I agree with you. I think I think once we get inside, we're going to find ourselves probably facing a challenge we have yet to see if Fitzwick's word is true here. Irene kind of looks to Delmar and kind of furrows her brow worriedly uh, and says, What should we do with the horses? I don't want to leave them out here, but I don't think we can bring them in. Is there like a, any kind of stable kind of here below the keep? Uh, right here, it appears to be empty. Um, surprisingly enough, you guys didn't have to fight your way into this like courtyard of the Citadel. Uh, the gates look to have been just kind of like rusted in place, but never lowered as if this keep was welcoming those who wanted to risk their lives. I'm going to look to to the horses uh, and just um, forgive me friends, but we must go into the keep ourselves and we do not feel that you will be safe uh, either in the keep with us or um, here. Please, I, I would request that you make it to a safe place, but be within range so that we can come back or so that we can not be left stranded here. Oh, horses seem to paw at the ground and blink intently at you as they hear your words and everything. And uh, the horse you were riding, Delmar, seems dog. to give you, or dog, that's right. Uh, uh, one of the horses then, I forget, <laughs> seems to, to give you a, a nod and understanding and kind of gives like this little huffy neigh and then whinnies at the others as the rest of you climb off your mounts. An important note, I can understand them innately. <laughs> what did it say? He, he said he said he understood. I'm not going to do a horse voice right now. I'm just telling you. you that now. Yeah. My, voice, my voice is already <laughs> limited. So no, that's, that's I, I understand the horse as though it was speaking like common. So just right. I understand, right. little thing. So <laughs> go forth and conquer in my name. I understand. There you go. I think Abraxas just wants you to do a Mr. Ed impression. Oh, I just Delmar. want the horse to talk, man. It's so, a feature that gets so underutilized in this shepherd druid, and I want to use it. Fair enough. So it speaks common, or it just... I, I understand it as though it oh, speaks okay. common. Okay, yeah, yeah he, he tells you that he understands, and he'll lead the others to safety. They'll, okay. they'll stay away from the keep, but still, you know, be close okay. enough should you have need of them. And I'll, I'll pat my dog on the head and just... All right, Stormy, you go with him, too. He gives... A... <laughs> I was going to say, he, he barks and tells you he'll look after them and keep them safe. His tail wags Sorry, happily. Sorry, Braxis, I'm not doing that voice. My voice is a little hoarse. 
God damn it. <laughs> and uh, I kill Vercor. Awesome. Oh, no! <laughs> No. Smoked. no, the clerk! <laughs> ten, ten, ten minutes in and you've already been smoked. It's fine. Right. I'll turn back to Irene and the rest of the group. The horses will be nearby, but safe. Uh-huh. Good. Alright, good. So, what's the plan here? Thank you, Delmar. And and Vakur kind of like bounce well, around to each of them. It's very obvious that he missed the plan meeting. <laughs> based on based on your aggression and what I'm assuming Cerebus's gr- aggression will be, um, hopefully, we sneak through things and only kill what tries to kill us first. <laughs> everything else alone. No, but seriously, what's the plan? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> we could always be silent. <laughs> I'm kind of just like Bedivere looks at you skeptically uh, Elvira and he's just like have you seen the rest of us yeah the fucking six foot ten human wielding two great swords (laughs) always the kid in heavy cannons. remember we are skilled warriors and we are touched by magic (laughs) I can make us quiet well, that's kind of fucking True. boring, but all right. Look, if you have a better idea, we can talk about it. But all right, perfect. That is mine. Idea. We go in there, we kill everything, and it'll be fucking awesome. Irene kind of sighs and shakes her head and uh, puts, puts a hand uh. on Vakur's shoulder and looks at him and he's like, I'm sure we can find a solution that works for all of us, alright? You don't necessarily have to kill I everything. I think my solution works for all of us. <laughs> I'm just saying, we are about to face a powerful creature. I wouldn't want to be weakened or show up weak. I think caution is best advised. However... We will certainly appreciate the strength when it's needed. Violence in due time. I agree. That's a bit of a frightening way to put it, but <laughs> precisely Cerberus. 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 And Irene had a stroke. Fuck. Well, <laughs> all right. I can't Fuck. heal that all right. one. I guess, uh, I guess right. we're not going to do this just yet. Uh, I'll just, and he like, he like stows away Cerberus. his axe. Onto his back, and he like reaches into his under his cape and pulls out a notepad with Sudoku on it. <laughs> All right. All right. Whatever you're ready. Ah, uh, um, one second. Uh, Irene reaches into her pack and pull, like half pulls out a uh, an ornate tome <laughs> and kind of looks at it. Uh, kind of peeks at it and just goes Bertrand are you ready? Uh, After a moment you guys hear like a muffled sound of of somebody waking up inside her pack and you hear a (laughs) yes my lady I'm I'm, I'm ready and at your service so sorry I was just taking a bit of a snooze 
<laughs> oh shit, you got a pocket gnome? <laughs> you... <laughs> well, they have not have met my I guess not. They 100 know it's funny. We're rolling with it. come up like, early yeah, she... in our relationship. Yeah! <laughs> she she kind of laughs and, and pulls out the tome. It's a, a very hefty, heavy, um, ancient-looking tome with a, a blue cover and and golden sort of rustic swirls and and locks and uh, gold-leafed pages uh, with a little sort of face on it, kind of a, a gothic-style <laughs> face on it. And she says, ah, I guess I haven't introduced you properly yet. Uh, this is Bertrand. Hello! <laughs> Here's a living grimoire. I tend not to try to disturb him unless it's absolutely necessary, but I figured we could use a little Booker extra kinda, help. <laughs> Bakur kind of looks at uh, Bertrand, and then he looks like with slight expectation <laughs> down at his notepad. And he like, <laughs> like minor, like suspicious, when are you gonna wake up? And then he like taps it with the eraser a little bit uh, before just like slotting it back in. And then he'll like reach out a hand and kind of like tenderly, like kind of look around before settling on like at the end of like the bookmark should work, I guess. And, and he has the thought as he's, like, shaking it and, and greeting, uh, I sure hope this isn't, like, the equivalent of book dick. <laughs> the, uh, the, the bookmark seems to, like, wrap its ribbon around your finger as if, like, shaking your hand back. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you finally, sir. Alright, uh, move on to the next Hi. introduction. I don't... <laughs> My player doesn't have material for this. <laughs> Damn. So you guys have now met um, Bertrand Crowley's namesake. <laughs> oh yeah, she she kind of pats the top of the book. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Bertrand. I'm glad to finally get to introduce you to my friends. I am at your service, um, my lady. Sim. Thank you, Bertrand. You can return to your nap for now. And she kind of carefully tucks him back into the into the, the bag. Sorry, just wanted to make sure he was awake. Rides tend to put him to sleep. They're quite comfortable down here. <laughs> yeah. Gods preserve me. <laughs> I believe they will do their best. <laughs> So now that interruptions are out of the way, can we go in? Hold on, wait. Uh, yes, sorry, sorry. And he, he there's, there's a little bit more of just... Uh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he's yeah, doing let's go. That. <laughs> All right, we're good. Alavaria rolls her eyes. Uh, brother. And touches the ground and casts Pass Without a Trace, and you see, like, vines and stuff kind of uproot and go into all of our legs, like, magical roots, and give Ooh. us uh, stealth. Plus ten. Hey. All right. Hey, you know what else is crazy? Oh, yeah. I've been doing Sudoku for, like, four years, and I just realized I don't know how to play it. <laughs> anyway, let's go. 
Jesus Christ. Vakor, I'm I'm sure after this little adventure we can help you figure it out. Alright. He's just gonna go ahead. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) That's all. Okay. I was just gonna say, Irene like shakes her head with a little laugh and and nervously adjusts a little witch hat on her head uh, before (laughs) heading on. Probably not leading, but following whoever goes first. Iconis just uh, looks at uh, his holy symbol. He's like, by God, out of all the people in the entire world, it's us. (laughs) Puts his holy symbol back and he's like, I guess we shall move on. We'll be right back with the rest of the episode after a quick break. Imagine you know everything you know now, but you're four, and you're a goblin, and there's magic, and sharp things, and no grown-ups. Adventure and mischief are within your pudgy little grasp. You just have to reach out and snatch it. From game design company Even Footing Games, Babies and Broadswords is a delightfully wacky narrative roleplay podcast for listeners of all ages. Join the crew every Wednesday on your favorite podcasting app as we play and design. Just look for Even Footing Games presents Babies and Broadswords. Greetings, adventurers. It's your community innkeeper, Wander, here to talk about our sponsors. First off is our longtime friends over at Awesome Dice. They've got you covered for all your dice and dice accessory needs, from metal and gemstone to their specialty dice. You can easily find the right set to give you the advantage on your next game session. Make sure to visit AwesomeDice.com to use the special discount code ADVANTAGE10 to get 10% off your next purchase. Add some more dice to your collection with Awesome Dice today, and gain the advantage in all your roles. Next up are our other long-term friends from Elderwood Academy. They have all you need to add to your D&D gaming experience. They create these beautiful hex chests, dice boxes, dice trays, and towers, and many more unique products in their store, including their catapults. You can find all their epic accessories and more at elderwoodacademy.com. Go check them out and look at all the great products. Get your dice catapult today and let them know we sent you. Lastly, we want to thank our awesome patrons for their support to the show. I want to give a special thank you to Not That Chris Brown, who took a punch from a silverback gorilla and broke all of its fingers. I'm Fantastic, who doesn't wear steel-toed boots because he already has steel toes. Kyle, who can crack a single leg between his biceps both of them. And Toby Scott, who eats bronze and shits copper. Your support helps us continue to make the show and brings more shenanigans and fun for each of you. So keep it coming. If you want to get in on the extra advantage, check out our three tiers on Patreon for all the exclusive perks to the show, including early episode releases and our bonus campaign The Repscallions, starring me, featuring a new group of adventurers still starring me. And don't forget to check us out all over social media, like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Looking us up at Party Advantage. As always, make sure to hit that subscribe button, so you stay up to date with all our latest episodes and announcements. Lastly, don't forget to check out our website, PartyAdvantagePod.com, 
You'll find all our seasons and bonus episodes, and check out all our content there as well. And with that all wrapped up, let's get back to the show. By now, Wizard Fitzwick, the the little gnome brown wizard, he has walked up and has been examining the entrance to the Citadel. And he's studying these two giant uh, stone doors with intricate silver workings and great embossed and engraved upon it. Bakur will uh, waddle his wide little ass uh, up next up with him. Yes. Yeah, Irene will kind of shyly shuffle up as well. And... He does not sound like a more metal clad Mr. Krabs. No. <laughs> Oliver is like hanging back but mm-hmm. still just being observant and at ready at all times just Alrighty. taking in all the surroundings to make sure that there's nothing sneaky going on alright so can you make any sense of it Mr. Fiswick? hmm well it's it appears to be an invitation to any who wish to enter the mouth of darkness. So I'm guessing the reason why it's been so easy for us to make our way here and enter with no problem is because this lich has been hoping and just lying in wait while, for people to make their way through here. Or she's very lonely. And he like he holds up a hand to like high five to Cerebus. <laughs> Cerebus will let it hang for a second and then another second it just like draws out the time to where uh, fucking Varkour is like okay as soon as he starts to let it go he's gonna hold his hand out low and just slap his palm (laughs) (laughs) my my armor's getting tired there you realize we will have to kill this lich correct? I yes I also very much doubt she's looking for companionship in the way you might be implying, Mr. Varkor. Too bad. Already writing it. Okay. Aloveria, very serious tone, says, I tend to slay this beast. No questions. I'd be disappointed if it were any other way. Varkor makes a mental note to add these lines. Uh, to the uh, the tale that he'll be telling at the tavern when they get back. Oh my god! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, yeah. Fitzwick says that, I mean, all we have to do is all who enter just need to place their palm on the door and we just push it open. Hmm. Just, can anybody sense any sort of warding or trap magic of any sort? If you give me ten minutes I should be able to detect magic. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather not waste not the sure energy. If we have ten minutes. Alright, how mad is everyone gonna be if I just... Yeah, yeah you know what, fuck it. Nope! Gwah! And, and he'll... <laughs> the core's gonna run forward uh, and jump and pitch backwards and, and just kind of like plant both his feet into the door as much as he can. <laughs> He's drop kicking the door. 
drop kicked the door. Is open. he? Tr- is yes, I yeah, am. Yeah, you're drop kicking, kicking the, the door, door, aren't you? Uh, he he is not tall oh, enough boy. to get any meaningful leverage by kicking the door normally. So this is how he does. It. I guess roll me either an acrobatics or an athletics check. <laughs> okay. I guess first roll. Oh. Hey, uh, why do? You- why do you have expertise in athletics? <laughs> I mean... Oh. oh. I, I'm assuming <laughs> I you have a really high athletics. Why do you have a plus 16 athletics? <laughs> <laughs> Reasons. Oh, Reasons. Jesus Christ. Alright, um, so you guys are all deciding what to do, and like, as Fizzwick is the one standing like directly in front of the doors... All of a sudden, like, flying, like, coming just above his little head, Varkor just, like, air dies, ah! <laughs> just <laughs> kicks the door open, and uh, Fitzwick's just like, ah, jeez, fuck. Let's fucking go! <laughs> and you land on both feet, just, like, expertly, just inside of a dark chamber. Oh, it's a good thing I don't have knees. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm really pretty sure that's not how your legs work. <laughs> oh, goodness. I suppose that works. Um, For the rest of you, if you'd like, you can make a perception check. Sure, I'd like to do that. Oh god, how do I oh, why not? A plus one to pers- uh, Question: Does my passive get me anything here? It's a thirty-three. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, rolled. Mine's a- higher than that, but I rolled an eighteen. I got a twee. <laughs> I got a twelve plus eight for twenty. Twenty. Perceptions. Oh, <laughs> okay, let's see. Ah, I rolled better than my passive at a 39. You beat me by one, Abraxas. 38. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, good. Yep, yep. I've never used G-Sheet before. Oh, my God. Okay, that's not high enough. I got a 16. Okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Kyle yeah, does have the, awesome. dad, the dice game. So... Oh, thank Another you. Yeah. Important... Uh, by the way, little shout out. Uh, the dice come from Awesome Dice, our Hell yeah. lovely sponsors. Awesome. If you use page, Hello. if you use party, ad- yeah, if you use party <laughs> advantage as a coupon, it's ten percent off. Hell and yeah! They have a sale right now on wooden dice. Ooh, Ooh. I love me. So this is yeah, this is Beechwood. This is Beechwood. Ooh, Beechwood. Anyway. Whoa. <laughs> um. Uh, an important note, Crit, I do mm-hmm. have 60-foot true sight. Okay. Why? Good to... Okay. Get Why some not? of that wood. <laughs> so, ain't hmm. nobody fooling me with no illusions or Fair visibility. As, as some of you are either startled by Vorkur's display, uh, a couple of you notice that Fitzwick seems to be a little bit apprehensive on following the rest of y'all inside. Like he hasn't crossed the threshold yet, while while along with Barcor, uh, Bedivere has started to at least, and so has uh, Nettle. Hmm. Fitzwick, do you not plan on joining us? Ha. <sighs> 
Hmm. What you're waiting for? I feel that this is perhaps as far as I should go. It. I believe I were to go in, it would be a detriment to your group. You don't have a stat block, do you? I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm. I do not know <laughs> what I said. The fuck out. This is Fitz. No, this, this is the, this the brown Fitzwick wizard. This is saying no. it. Um, well, I'm sure that um, Stormy and the rest of the horses would not be against having companionship then. Um, I I hope fine. you don't see my actions as cowardice. It, it is not. If, if the magics that I'm detecting in here are what they are, I fear that... My presence would bring more danger to you and your group. Ah, uh, don't worry, Fitzwick. No one thinks you're a quivering pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, can I... And he gives like a little wave of the hand, like, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> half laughs, half sighs. Delmar is just looking up at Vakur, like, what the I'm ve- fuck? I'm very much hoping that Vakur's usefulness in combat weighs out his usefulness his in conversation outside of combat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, him aside, um, no, we will not see this as as you being cowardice. We, I, I, I blame you none. I may. Explain yourself. I certainly will, too, actually. Well, I'm sorry. I will not judge you. I cannot speak for the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, young Delmar. I I, I appreciate that. And he turns to Iconis and and Cerebus. I wish I could explain completely, but... There are things about certain magics that I must keep secret. And if I were to go in there and this lich were to learn of my presence, she would know that I hold knowledge about things that are meant to remain dormant. Then it is certainly for the best that you stay. Then we will silence her without your assistance. Irene steps forward and like holds up a hand to Cerebus and kind of gives him like a slightly stern look. Cerebus just sniffs and looks down at Irina. Mr. Mr. Fitzwick has led us this far. If we weren't able to trust him, we would know by now. I believe that he is correct. Some magics can't be shared with everybody. Especially certain knowledges. Knowledges? Words? <laughs> Especially certain, certain types of knowledge knowledges of, of certain magics. I trust you, Mr. Fiswick, and I, I appreciate all of the help that you've been so far. He, his cheeks slightly flush at that, and he gives a grateful bow of his head. I, 
Thank you very much, Mistress Crowley. I appreciate your understanding. I I do want to give each of you something that, that may help. And he reaches into a satchel and he offers uh, Irene uh, a small tome and and hands it or a small scroll and hands it to you. Um, that this this will help give you just a, a little bit of um, perk to your your casting abilities, my dear. And and I have one uh, of each of these for all of you if you would like and uh, what he begins handing out are uh, tomes and scrolls so he hands you a uh, a tome of charisma so each of you get to take your choice of a manual or tome that will boost up one of your attributes so you can go with one that will go towards your strength dex con intelligence wisdom or charisma I'm a wise motherfucker. Once the the small tomes have been distributed to everybody, um, Fizwick again apologizes and wishes you all good luck before making his way outside of the courtyard and heading off to return with the horses and dog. So now it is just the group of you along with Adlim and Bedivere. And it's dark inside, right? It is. You now find yourselves in a uh, dimly lit room. So, so when you yeah. guys enter, the star is basically like what you guys come into and find. And with that, we officially <laughs> begin the descent into the Morte Citadel. That means death. So is it uh, like dark, dark? Or so just it's just dimly lit. Um, this is a really, you guys were walking and expecting like maybe a large foyer of some sort or at least something more welcoming. Uh, however, stepping into this large citadel, you only find yourself in this very small room, very tight and narrow. Um, the ceiling kind of seems to disappear up into the darkness above you after about 10 feet, but you can hear the sounds of dripping echoing from, from the darkness. Ha! Classic kill room. This looks lovely. That is not quite the word I would use for it, but to each their own. I'm going to roll a let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. I will be sure to try and keep us from not dying. So I'm going to roll. Good luck! <laughs> Appreciate it, Delmar. I can only do so much for those that wish death upon themselves. I will say that much. <laughs> oh. I'm I'm so sorry, Delmar. I oh, didn't know you were right. suicidal. Fuck we'll get you help after this. Delmar is just going to look over to Irene and just... Uh, well, Irene, look after uh, Delmar. I'm concerned. <laughs> You're very sweet. I will certainly do my best. 
she just she just kind of looks at Delmar and gives like a smile and shrug and shakes her head like, "What are you gonna do about it? I don't know, bro." <laughs> so keep him alive. Unfortunately, as you guys <laughs> as you guys are exploring are kind of like taking in the room, for core. Mm-hmm. Hi, that's me. Yep, Delmar and Al Alavira. Unfortunately, that's me too. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you guys are have true sight. Well, okay, you you do have that, but it seems uh, as you guys were all also stepping in. Let me see. I need you three to make wisdom perception checks. Oh uh, wait, uh, Ryan isn't oh, here. Oh, we lost. So Al- aloe vera isn't here. No, Kyle's aloe vera. I'm here. Oh, yeah. right. So no, you're fine. Just in I time, a I had a... I rolled a nine. Go perception. Ryan is... Uh, perception, Thomas. yeah. 29. 36? 27. I'm pretty good at things. Toast, we're gonna need to up these DCs, I think. No, 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 no. Hold on, not all of us have crazy bonuses, Cassie. I built my character to be a recon character. Fight me. I, unfortunately, I built three of the character sheets involved here. I'm I built sorry. two of them. Listen, he did not build mine. My highest bonus is a plus 14, okay? I actually also more or less built three of them. High five, We're doing well. <laughs> Alright, so as the three of you are walking in with the dim light, just catch sight of a very thin wire right at right across the floor that a couple of you look like you're just about to walk into. Setting off some kind of trap. Who's in front of me? Let's see. Also, is is the map accurate? Like, which way are we moving on the map? Away from the star. South. Are we moving toward the star or away yeah, from the star? So, okay. Yeah. Like I said, oh, so I'm closest. Right. So, oh, oh I hey, will we disarm it. Uh, sure. And what can I roll to disarm it? It would if you have. If you have thieves tools, it would be sleight of hand. If not, I would say a dex check. So I got an eighteen. Yeah, that was eighteen. Disarm the oh yeah trap. Oh yeah. Uh, while uh, <laughs> while aloe vera is uh, is disarming it, Bakur is gonna kind of like chill and like lean against the wall next to next to her and just kind of like just kind of go like so uh aloe vera i've been wondering uh you've got a pretty nice name but uh how many how many times have you <laughs> how many suntan or sunburn pickup lines have you heard at the bar my god <laughs> I don't really go often enough. Oh, shit. 
I cut the trip wire to try to push it. And he kind of, he kind of like pushes <laughs> off and just. All right. Uh... <laughs> oh shit, I thought you were more exciting. And he'll just kind of like push off and walk away. Uh, Irene, who is nearby, just like rolls her eyes and like stifles a giggle, but also like lightly just smacks Vakor's shoulder, just like, hey! So, uh, Alavira, you're getting guidance, so that's what, an additional 1d4? Yep. Yeah, and an extra 1d4. Well, I rolled a 1. Okay. On that. And so, so 19. 19? Yes, altogether. Okay. Alright. Um, as you're doing it, and Vercor is talking behind you, and it's really distracting, and all of a sudden, like, your hand kind of jerks up sooner than you expected, and the trap go gets triggered and goes off. Could I have traced the cable before that and seen where it goes? <laughs> so at least I know where the trap is. It about seems to like from. the the wire goes into a very tiny slit within the wall. Okay. So it would be hard to disable it behind the, the stonework. So let's see. What's your AC, Elevira? It is a eighteen. Could Vakor dive in front of Elevira? If you want to take Jesus. the hit, sure. Sure. So you guys all hear, like, the wire snap, and then something from a, a place in the darkness just... And uh, Vakor, you react fast enough to take a hit. What's your AC? 24. 24, Okay. Oh shit, look out! So that's a 33 to hit. Jesus! As uh, a bolt comes right out and and strikes you square in the chest. And you're going, or in the shoulder, the upper shoulder. So you're going to take 2d10 piercing damage. So, uh, Vercor. It doesn't seem to go in too deep. It's just a flesh wound as it hits you right in the upper chest. Oh. Okay, well, that's... It's a lot shittier than I thought it'd be. <laughs> Honestly, more of an inconvenience than anything. And he kind of, like, pulls it out and, like, turns it over. It's like... Well, now I just kind of feel silly. <laughs> Well, shall we continue since the trap is already disarmed? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, you guys proceed into the rest of the next room. You guys enter another chamber with three stone pillars that descend up into the darkness. And along the walls, you see uh, carvings of um, of what appear to be Illithids or mind flayers. And they all seem to be like holding I, I, various items in their hands. And uh, if you want, you can make a perception check to get a closer look at what they might be holding. Oh, you're goddamn right. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> 28. Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and lucky Cerebus's roll. 
Baby got a 16. Oh, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Natural. You know I am. 39. Alright, so I might not see everything, but I see more than they do. <laughs> I meant. Alright, so uh, if you rolled above a 15, this is what you see yeah. carved along the walls. So. <laughs> the, the mind flares all seem to be it's moving uh, either north or south to the two entrances the two other pathways you can take and in their hands you see what appear to be um, carvings of hearts or brains in their hands and it seems like right, is it I was gonna. I was gonna say, is it specific? So, like, the people going north are holding a brain. The people going south are going holding yes. a heart. Mm. Okay. Exactly that. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> My theory was right. I got it right. <laughs> yeah, you see, and he points to the hearts. He's like, it says heart thro- heart throbs this way, and then he uh, and then he points to the brain one, and it's like this way for great head. <sighs> <laughs> yes, but what does it mean exactly? <laughs> oh, I don't fucking know. Well, I could sense the creature. What creature? As long oh, yeah, as he's yeah, a that. thousand feet away. The lich. I don't think we're that close to it. Well, why, did, why didn't we do that from outside? I mean, I... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Because it would point us into the keep. Oh, but shit. if we're in, maybe right. the odor is stronger. I can sniff them out. So, wait, hold on. Can... Please use different words for Cassie, that. So, is there two directions we can go from here? <laughs> yes, there okay. are. You can either go here. Let me, uh... So you can either go here, mm-hmm. south, or here, north. Okay. Well, yep. Can aloe vera close her eyes and really concentrate on Lich and uh, use her huntress abilities yeah. because it's her favorite enemy uh, uh, to locate the creature? Sure. Or at least sense the direction of where we could go to gain advantage on this creature? Sure. It is undead specifically. Or not so specifically. So, Genio, roll anything for that? I'm looking. I don't think so. It's just my hunter's sense. Okay. Because it's my favorite enemy. It's it's a thousand feet out. I can sense it. I can't I don't know exactly so where it is, I'll but say I have this. a general As you take a is. moment to center yourself and uh, reach out with your senses to try and locate the lich's presence, you feel that the building itself seems to be trying to disorient and confuse that. One moment it feels like it's coming north, but then it kind of seems to shift to the to the west and then to the south 
So you can't actually get... You can sense that the, the lich is here. It's just, for some reason, either the, the, the structure here is disorienting it, or there's some sort of dark wards in place that are uh, working against your senses. Is there any, like, writing or text anywhere? Um, Irene, you see along the center uh, pillar in the room mm-hmm. of the three, um, you do see what appear to be uh, jumbles of, of writings in various languages. And as mm-hmm. you're scanning and looking, you find uh, a phrase written in common that says, uh, enter the enter the heart of the lair and be consumed to serve hmm. uh is there any writing in draconic or elvish that i can see um you don't see any draconic but you do see elvish and it seems to also be saying the same message okay, gotcha. so it looks like in in every different language that you recognize it's saying the same thing hmm. so I convey this to the others and is that all the text that's around here or yes oh, do you want someone else to... yes okay. no 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 that, that that's all the text you see hmm. yes and my senses are being jumbled by the dark magic so maybe we head towards the heart maybe but being consumed to serve isn't exactly our goal here. Well, Bedivere says, stepping forward, we have two choices. We either go north or south. Um, we could split the party. Uh, no. Yes, that's never a good idea. Just a thought. Help us cover <laughs> more base. If we don't want to be consumed... Bakur's gonna try and jump up and, like, and, and chop Bedivere on the head. <laughs> no! <laughs> Bad! <laughs> Bad idea! It was a suggestion! <laughs> well, if you don't want to get consumed, then let's go to the brain and try to take it out there. Mm. To north. Hopefully the... The lich is rather um, blatant with her decoration. <laughs> right? Shit's metal as fuck. And my magic is still keeping us quiet. So we will not be detected. Do you have Pass Without a Trace mm-hmm. up? <sighs> Very nice. Uh, service. Yep. What are you doing? Is there anything etched on the south wall? Um, on the south wall. One second. Let me. On the south door, you see what appear to be spinning, uh, like what look to be, uh, what is it? Double-bladed scimitars that appear to be like carved as if spinning. Mm. Twin blade users, I see. Hmm. Pathetic. Cringe. They're dex nerds. Green <laughs> dex users. So shall we? North? I say we move north. Then let's 
And Vakur is already moving. <laughs> <That's so laughs> and Cerebus is off the map. <laughs> I have <laughs> So, you see how it splits off in one of two ways. So, are you going uh, west or northeast? Are there any more carvings? There are no more car. Not not in this immediate vicinity. It looks like this is just a hallway that splits off into two directions. Let's just say fucking go towards Valkyr's side. Yeah. yeah. It's already closest to that. West, I guess. Left. Yeah, west? West, okay. west I guess. Yeah, All right. We'll do if it. you don't want to disappear in the darkness, hang on just a second so I can reveal. Oh, I disappeared in the darkness. Uh, oh, damn it. Oh, shucks. Hurting How did that happen? Kittens. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. So, yeah, this room appears to be... Um, mostly large uh, again you see carvings of the wall with the same motif only this time the illithids seem to be walking atop corpses oh mm. mm-hmm. that's good and in the top corner um, in this area as you enter you see what look to be like skeletons and desiccated remains that have just been like bleached dry and discarded. Naturally. Nice. I'm not wasteful. As we. Now, I'm no expert. <laughs> but part of me thinks that these motherfucking skeletons are gonna stand up as soon as we reach the end of this hallway. Alavera speaks of, let's just keep going and ignore it. I'm... Why don't you hit them to make sure, Vakur? <laughs> I am becoming less certain that this is the less bad direction. I also feel it's the right direction, though. I- I'm going to, before turning the corner mm-hmm. I'm, er, and going with the rest, I'm just going to peek around the, the right passage. Okay. So as you peek around, you see it seems to go down a little bit of a ways and then curve north. Okay. Yeah, I'm not fucking with that. Fair enough. Uh, Irene, from as you as you made that comment, you hear uh, uh, Bertrand inside your pouch. Am I needed, mistress? <laughs> um, well... Perhaps uh, she will pull him out of the 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 bag and kind of look at him, and she's like, "Can you still fly, all right?" But of course, my lady. And he, you see the little bookmark, and his pages kind of ruffle a bit, and all of a sudden he seems to levitate out of her hands and floats next to her shoulder. How is this, my lady? <laughs> Perfect. Um, she she looks to the others and she's like, I could send Bertrand ahead a little ways just to see what is up ahead. Uh, a spell book is far too important to potentially lose. Well, like, I have I a can question. Alvar uh, asked the group. Can anyone talk with these individuals? You know, 
speak with Dead. Maybe we could get some information if we could. I, s- I don't think I. I seem to turn either. towards Vakor, the group cleric. <laughs> oh, 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 I get it. I get it. The big fucking. <laughs> the motherfucking cleric knows how to speak with dead. The only person capable of it. You yes. know, not every single cleric knows how to speak with dead people. That's a very blatant stereotype. But do you? Uh-huh, that's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well he's gonna if he's gonna ritual cast speak with that I'm gonna ritual cast detect magic okay Cerebus will move right here and just peer further down the corridor alright how's, how's the area lit by the way there just seem to be yeah, there just seem to be scones just on the long sconces, whatever. <laughs> I kn- listen. I know what I meant in my head. I kind of want a scone. Right? I was just thinking, like, I have this image in my head of like a dungeon with sconces and like torches and stuff. And as you said that, they just transformed into skulls. Well, now I gotta kill. Now I've gotta kill Toby. (laughs) Well, just a bunch of glowing scones. Is that a band? Glowing scones? scones. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bakery. God damn it. I know what Don't I interrupt to say. We're, we're Don't interrupt me! I'm casting! And he's like holding out his fingers and doing like little spirit things. And little tinglies are coming out of his fingers. Okay. Uh, so yeah, while you two yeah. are doing that, uh, Cerebus, as you look down further, you see the hallway starts to curve and curve around and loop south. More winding passages. Which one of you did detect magic? Okay, Abraxas. Delmar, so when you take a moment to cast the spell, the entire, like, you almost are blinded. Like, somebody turning on floodlights in the room as... What? Even though I'm a level 25 caster? (laughs) Well, I'm not saying you're... I mean, like, yeah, you're a level... But it's still, it's just one of those, like, it takes you by surprise. Okay, it's just a lot of Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, I'm not meaning that you're like literally blinded. It's just more thematic, like, oh god, right. my eyes. Yeah, as as the walls themselves seem to radiate and pulse dark spawn magic. Yeah, Gross. it has like this really deep blood red with tinges of black in its aura, just pulsating like a really thick, viscous river. I like this place less and less. Thanks for joining us for this 100th episode special here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord server and hang out with the cast and fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. Don't forget to visit our website, partyadvantagepod.com, and also find the rest of our social media in the Linktree link in the episode description as well. 
Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with all our episodes. Come back next week for part two of this Legends of Arya special. Will the party find the advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.